Ladies and gentlemen, this is a breaking news update. And an amazing scientific breakthrough over the weekend. Researchers, scientists at the UC Davis Comprehensive Cancer Center in Sacramento, California, have identified a protein, a newly found kill switch that triggers the death of cancer cells. I am no doctor or scientist, but I've read it over and here's what I get from it. Okay? Not saying this is accurate, but it makes sense to me and I'll keep it simple for you. Every cell has a receptor. Ears. Cancer cells have receptor. Scientists throw things at cancer receptors to try to confuse the cancer, stop the cancer. This new protein scientists discovered over the weekend, it basically goes up and um, profiles and targets the cancer, gives it a complex, talks down to it, and convinces it to kill itself. Huge cancer breakthrough over the weekend. This should be front page fucking news everywhere. New protein bullies cancer, giving it a complex and it commits suicide, the cancer does, yeah. (laughs) Even science can be morbidly poetic, can it? Oh, there's been stuff like this. Oh, don't even look at, oh, oh, no, 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 negative energy. We're tired of your shit. Things are great in America right now. Things are turning for the direction of good and what is truly American value. Not fucking Republican, conservative, or liberal values, you dumb monkeys, but American values. Yeah, things are turning for the good, and I know you want things to go bad because if things go bad, it vindicates your ignorance, it vindicates your hard-headedness, it vindicates all the shit you've said to the wrong people. You've shown your ass to the world, and it would vindicate you. That's why you pray for the failure of this country. There's no vindication to be had, folks. You've been riding on a fucking sinking loser ship from fucking day one. It was dishonorable from day fucking one, and had you taken a second and let your hard-on go down... Or went and rubbed it out real quick and listened to somebody a ration. You might not have embarrassed yourself. How do you make things right? Own it. I have never, never thought one thing less about any real man who steps up and owns his faults. Boy, it takes character and strength to do that. You ain't going to find that amongst the pussy posers. And that's what you are, chicken shits. Smoke and mirror. You do not know what you're talking about. I love how Tommy Tuberville sits up there. And- well, there's nobody more military up here than me, but, uh, you know, I just what? hope we can work this out. Nobody more military than me. Yeah. If you don't count the fact that he never served in the military and lied. I think it's important to point out... And comment on what Senator Tuberville just said. Uh, he's, I think the quote was, there's nobody more military than me. Uh, as far as I could tell, there's at least four of us, maybe more, that served in the United States military. Uh, in some cases for decades. And at least three combat veterans. 
So I take great exception. I've heard him say it before, and it just doesn't make any sense. So I wish you would please reevaluate um, what you think your experience and, you know, just be a little bit more careful about what you say about the United States when military. A, and I'm very happy to father, defer to Senator Tuckerville. When you've had a father die on active duty, you've got a right to say whatever you want. Thank you very much. No, I don't, I don't think service. that's the case. Pussy boy. Born with a silver spoon in his mouth, handed fucking everything in his life. Wants you to believe. He's got the grit and the salt of a real American soldier and has permission to say whatever he wants about him and he can run him down and mock him and make fun of him and lie and dishonor him even if it's his own dad. That dishonorable pile of shit lied about his own dad's service. Said his dad was a, a tank commander in World War II, liberated Paris. That is if you didn't count that his dad was only a Tech 5 you got to be a little higher ranked than that, Tommy, to be a tank commander. Two, did you know your dad was stationed about 100 miles away from Paris on the day it was liberated, you pile of shit? How dare you try to enrich yourself off the back of your father's sacrifices for this nation, you dishonorable turd! You fucking punks are not men, not the men. Servicemen are. So you stand down, Nancy's, before you get bitch slapped back down. I'm sick and fucking tired of all you fucking little fat asses sitting at home playing armchair quarterback while the real men are out there fighting for freedom. You want to turn your back on Ukraine. You want to turn your back on innocent people being slaughtered in Israel. You're a chicken shit. You just keep your little Nancy candy ass in the house and try to convince your pathetic family, just what a man you really are. You're not, boy. Anyone who will shit on their own father and any American soldier to gain political enrichment or fiscal enrichment is a pile of fucking shit to me. Alabama, if you do not fully endorse Tommy Tuberville's attack on Marine families and continued attack on the United States of America, then there ain't no helping you. But if you feel anything like I do, what the fuck are you all waiting on? Run that pile of shit out of Alabama. Well, hell to the no, don't send him here. We don't want him. The dumb shits will make him fucking governor. Welcome to the Stand the Joke Man Show, a property of Joke Man Productions, LLC. Broadcasting for the Boys Room Studios. Bad brothers. What is this? I start freaking out because I'm like, oh, what in the world is this? We, we actually didn't even know what to think. We didn't know what it was, where it came from. It just appeared. It was very quiet. Um, it was actually very eerie. Uh, eerie feeling. That's not how I said, is it? It's not. I do not know how I said. Well, if there's like another thing.
This cell phone video was captured by an Esquimalt man. He says he and his wife saw two strange objects darting around the night sky. Kept flying all over the night sky, including Esquimalt's Navy base. He describes it as being as big as a Volkswagen, flying like a drone, except faster. People on Earth, can you hear me? Came a voice from the sky on that magical night. In the colors of a thousand sunsets They travel to the world on a silvery light The people of the earth stood waiting Watching as the ships came one by one Setting fire to the sky as they landed Carrying to the world children of the sun The sun. All at once came a sound from inside. Then a light hit the ground. Everyone felt the sound of their heartbeat. Every man, every woman, every child. They guess. talking here yeah i just arrived on my spacecraft my goodness there's been an extraordinary amount of ufo sightings here lately folks i think the u.s government probably be shitting themselves a little bit louder if they didn't know what it was they know exactly what it is it's probably them folks i'm it, it, all this happens around navy bases and shit they've got some new technology sure just ignore it pretend like you don't see it even if it sticks something up in your ass and just, yeah, didn't happen. <laughs> now, if you're in the park and that happens, you need to call the police, okay? Yeah, they're coming down here to check us out. I'm kind of flattered that they feel we might have the intellect, enough intellect now to actually make contact with us somehow. You know, it was Bob Lazar who nailed how they travel. I know the fascination everybody has about UFOs is how they fucking travel. How is it that those ships move so quickly, quietly, with no visible propulsion to be seen at all? Well, good God, physicist Bob Lazar, who the United States government has worked overtime to destroy the credibility of, absolutely unlocked the technology. Bob Lazar is a fucking genius. And what he figured out was the alien spacecraft travel by way of gravity. 
he was allowed to hang upside down and look inside one of them crafts they have out there at Area 51, and they do have them. He made the mistake of touching one, and he was reprimanded pretty harshly for that because he did it without permission, but eventually they hung him upside down to look inside the craft so he could see, and he goes, when they hung me upside down, between the there were seats, like people seats, but between it was a little orb about the size of a grapefruit, and we were able to remove that orb And when we brought that orb out, what we realized was that nobody could touch it. It created its own gravity. And if you tried to touch it with your hand, your fingers would deflect right around it. That's right. We don't have the capability to produce our own gravity. We can simulate gravity, but we are incapable of actually producing gravity the powerful energy of gravity. But that orb did, and what that orb allowed the ship to do, to slip between our atmosphere. That's right. You're looking at the ship in the air, flying over the ocean, right? It isn't flying. It's slipping through the air, and the gravity is pushing or pulling the ship. Yeah, on a completely different plane of gravitational existence. Bob Lazar said it's the equivalent of taking a 12-pound bowling ball. Put it on the corner of your bed. Now stand in the center of your bed. You just moved a 12-pound bowling ball and you didn't use fuel. You didn't use propulsion, props of any kind. You moved it because you simulated gravity. Get your mind around that after you get high. (laughs) Then again, it could be just more Chinese drones or balloons. Who knows? There ain't a cloud in the sky. What the hell is a weather balloon doing up there? I'm just guessing, but what do you think? Looks like a spy balloon to me. Wait! Nobody told me about the hot air balloon festival. My mom's up there with her new husband. Does she married that communist son of a bitch? What are you talking I about? Which? Wait! Oh, that little boy lost his little SpongeBob SquarePants balloon. SpongeBob, my ass, had SpyBob SquarePants. Stop it! Ninety-nine tiny balloons floating above the Montana sky. Pure, clean cannabis crops. Out there producing and working all night while we sleep. Sun breaks and we see the Griffin family farm. This family, the folks out there, they're out here every day. Working these fields, growing untainted, uncorrupted product. Makes spirits whole again. Hey everybody, it's the Stan the Joke Man. Folks, Firemeds Cannabis. It's a family farm-to-pipe bud dispensary. I mean, from seed to sale, they're in charge. 
They oversee the quality control, and you know where your product is coming from. Rick Simpson Oil is made on site. That's right. You don't have to take their addictive dope anymore. Rick Simpson Oil made on site. Do yourself a favor, please. Go to Leafly.com. I want you to look at FireMed's Cannabis entire menu, and you decide for yourself. Know where your product is coming from, my friends. FireMed's Cannabis, Henrietta Stilwell. Welcome back to the Stan the Joke Man show. I am Stan the Joke Man. Before we get into Dear Stan letters here, I just wanted to mention that uh, yeah, I saw a story here with Don Trump over the weekend. Of course, he's claiming high-level folks that work for him that are testifying against him were actually all low-level players. Well, over the weekend, word came down the pike that uh, his gardener, his maid staff, and even his woodworker are all stepping forward to testify against him about all the classified documents he just left casually lying around all over fucking Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, so how's that for irony? Don Trump claims his high-level players are low-level players, but it's actually the low-level players who are burning his ass down. <laughs> Dear Stan, let's get into it. You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. I got crabs. You can get a letter to me anytime. Jokeman Productions, LLC on Facebook. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way. Carrier, parakeet. Come again. Who's to say he's going to make it out of the county, but, yeah, why not? Or, Jokeman Productions, P.O. Box 699. Henrietta, Oklahoma, 74437. I love addressing any problems you might have. It's, listen, you know these things. I don't have to tell you that. Sometimes you just need a kickstart. So, see if I can provoke some thought. Some of my witch doctor philosophy here. Dear Stan, I refuse to go to the restaurant my father-in-law picked because of politics. My father and I are just cut from different cloth. We are political opposites. Although we do get along for the most part, on a family vacation we were visiting them, we were going out for dinner. My wife and I knew he was going to take us to a restaurant we both have ethical issues with. I handed him a 10% off coupon for a different nearby restaurant and said, here's another option for dinner. When he responded that he thought we'd go to the first place, I said, sorry, I have some real moral issues with it and I won't eat there. Is there somewhere else we can go? He then blew up at me saying things like, if you're not paying, what difference does it make? And since you're our guest, it's rude for you to refuse. My wife agreed that he was out of line. But what do you think? Was it rude for us as their guest or rude of him as a host to not accommodate us? Well, here's the difference. They drove. They were taking you out to dinner. You didn't have a choice to walk away. It is your constitutional right to not eat somewhere. And if that place makes you and your wife feel uncomfortable, here's what I'm uncomfortable with. Her dad doesn't give a fuck that it bothers you all. Yeah. You were at their mercy, and he enjoyed having you at his mercy. If I was going to a restaurant I really loved, and I really wanted to eat there, and it wasn't an extraordinary circumstance like, hey, hey, look, I'm flexible. 
I can eat something else. If it bothers you, it bothers me. You're my guest, and I want you to be happy and comfy. Yeah. I want everybody to have a good time, and if it makes them uncomfortable, damn it, it makes me uncomfortable too. Let's go somewhere else. You got a shitty father-in-law, man. Dear Stan, my husband and I are retired, both managing separate cancer diagnoses. Our adult daughter contracted Lyme disease 10 years ago. She endured years of painful treatments, which were not covered by insurance, during which time her husband divorced her. And God, your whole family's fucked up. We stepped in to help with their medical bills. Yeah, where's the kids at? What's wrong with them? Do they have heads? Now she's undergoing more tests, looking at a hormone imbalance. My husband is angry. We're still paying some of her medical bills. She works, has insurance, and pays for what she can. We can afford to help her, and I don't understand why her father doesn't want to help her anymore. We've argued about this many times over the years, and I'm frustrated with the situation. I'm not willing to give up on her like so many others have. What can I say to him the next time he confronts me about paying her medical bills? By God, you're allowed to be her mama. You be her mama. If it's not throwing you and your husband in dire straits, don't do that. But if you can swing it. Now, listen, there's two sides to every story. If you, I just heard you say she had insurance and she works. So what's the fucking problem? She's having a hard time getting by. Swinger float money on groceries and shit. Let her pay her own fucking bills. That'll probably make daddy a lot more happy. Now, I wouldn't give her a free fucking ride, and I understand dad's aggravation, but at the same fucking time, you don't stop being mama. Maybe just spend the money differently. That'll cool him. There is nothing wrong with helping your kid out. It only goes wrong and bad when you give him a free fucking ride. You don't help them at all then. If they won't help themselves, fucking A, don't help them at all. That's what I believe. You know why? The Bible says that. If somebody is incapable of helping themselves, that's one thing. But if somebody just won't help themselves, fuck them. I mean, it doesn't say that literally in the Bible, but you help somebody one time. Beyond that, fuck them. I'm just speaking a language you comprende, okay? Dear Stan, my husband is deceased. (laughs) What, do you want a fucking medal? I have two grandsons, 42 and 39, and a great-grandson, 24, living with me. What? None of them are married. I do not allow overnight guests in my home. This morning at 3, I heard a girl come upstairs from the downstairs bedroom to get another girl. I was livid. Am I wrong to give them walk-in papers? I told them before this was a no-no. They thought I was asleep. I was reading. I am fucking astonished that there is a 24-year-old man, a 39-year-old man, and a 42-year-old man living with an old woman, and I guarantee you living off of that elderly woman. These are the unmen I'm talking about, and they're probably knocking up them little girls in Granny's house. And those kids are going to go without a dad, without a promise, without a future, without a fucking thing. 
This is the shit I speak of, folks. You're damn right. Kick their fucking asses out, Grandma. You should be allowed to enjoy your twilight, not raise your great-grandkids. Are you fucking kidding me? Let your kids suffer a little bit. Be the best fucking thing in the world for them. You let them suffer. You let them go without. It's about time somebody tell you little shit asses no. And you're going to accept it. Or throw a tantrum and get yourself in a world of trouble you weren't counting on. I'd bet you a thousand dollars all three of them little motherfuckers vote Donald Trump every time. (laughs) Because that's the caliber, the fabric of the person that is running amok in this country right now. Spoiled, self-centered, disrespectful, dishonorable, un-men. Kick their fucking little asses out. Or, 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 Grandma, you could do this. If you got good-looking grandsons and they are good-looking young women coming there, and they're running around every night naked from room to room doing your grandsons, you'd be live-streaming that shit, Grandma. Yeah. Make them little fuckers earn their keep without them knowing they're even making a living, okay? Only you are going to be the conductor. You're going to be the one in charge. You're going to camera up their bedrooms. You're going to camera up the halls, the bathrooms, the showers, everything. The bathtubs especially. Hot tub. If you have one of those, you'll be able to afford a hot tub soon enough. Trust me. Don't forget the credit card icons. Put it all in your name. It is your house. It's your property. You can do it. They're of legal age. Who gives a fuck if they know what's happening or not? You run your house the way you see fit. Now, you need small cameras. You're going to have to go high tech on this. You're going to have to spend a little more on that Social Security check. You may have to take out a whole second mortgage on the house. But trust me, you'll have that paid off in no time at all. You live stream them little bitches because those guys are going to be bringing in new little girls every fucking weekend. Oh, yeah. What can we call it? Granny's Whorehouse? I like that. After all, the little bitches are in there giving it away. Yeah, but Granny's not giving it away, are you? Fourteen ninety nine a week or forty nine ninety nine a month. Granny's whorehouse. <laughs> they don't want to be part of the circus. Move the fuck out. It's gonna wrap it up with the Stan the Joke Man show, folks. You guys have a rock and roll Monday night. Good News Day Tuesday show. Of course, gonna be back on Wednesday high noon. Bombing down Poinsettia, Chapter 26, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Until then, bye, Kendios, mi amigos.